0: Round one.
1: Fight! This fight, show is a fight. proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at NerdyLegion.com. Enjoy the show. This is the Aftershock Central Podcast. I almost said Valiant Central.
0: God. <laughs> don't do that, man. Aftershock Central Podcast. Aftershock fans already know freaking Valiant. That's not true. That the crap is Valiant? That's not true.
1: They do. I've seen it. I've <laughs> seen it. Uh, anyways, that's the Shucks and your podcast. I'm Martin Jacks here and Ronnie is MIA. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't get it. What, what's with you guys?
0: It's a told you it's a two man podcast. <laughs> we gotta ben- we gotta bench somebody every week. <laughs> Ronnie was underperforming the last couple weeks, so I step in and then if I don't if I'm not up to par, bring in the next guy. Mm. right
1: i guess it's a good thing there's three of us so we'd be screwed <laughs> ha! yeah we've got a, a big episode there's three books i don't think there's been three books in one week in quite a while right it's great black eyed kids is back and there's not one but two animosity books what
0: and world reader so four. Oh man i didn't read that you didn't read World Reader? Nope. We still got to talk about it.
1: Okay, you can talk
0: about it. Well, we just did.
1: Wait, did that come out? How? Why don't I have it?
0: Ronnie sent it to us, man. Uh, I missed that. Who's <sighs> slacking now? I missed
1: that. Well, you know, like the schedule, <laughs> the schedule, the schedule on the website isn't uh, always up to snuff. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Pass. Mm. You pass and blame to somebody else.
1: I blame Ronnie. <laughs> I blame Ronnie. Anyways, fine. There's four books. I will talk about three. Jack can talk about the fourth one. <laughs> oh man, let's. Uh, we're gonna kick off with uh, Black Eyed Kids because that's been uh, on hiatus for a little bit. Yeah, been missing it a little bit, and now it's back. Yep. The question is: Did the hiatus hurt the book or help the book? Dun dun dun.
0: Well, a lots happened since uh, the last issue, like in the way, uh, meaning a lot of really strong books have came out. That's true. So it's a whole different ball game than the last few times we were talking about Black Eyed Kids.
1: You're right about that. Yeah, dude. Like the the latest crop of books have been freaking awesome.
0: Yeah, it's been really impressive.
1: Hmm. Well, let's get on it. Black Eyed Kids. It's, uh... Joe Pruitt on uh, writing, Simon Kodronsky on art, Guy Major on colors, Martian Dillon on letters. And uh, even though we've had a hiatus, it doesn't mean the story took a pause. No. Because it picks right up from uh, what happened in issue 12. Mm-hmm. So Meredith and Gus uh, head to the hospital because Gus has been, uh, I don't know, he got beat up pretty bad, it looks like. And as we find out, uh, Ricky the black-eyed kid that we met in the first issue that robbed the convenience store he came upon Gus and Meredith and stabbed the hell out of Gus man Mm -hmm. he was ready to kill him so I guess we can assume from the previous issue that they escaped the master and all the black-eyed kids and uh, of course now they're after Gus yep Gus gives Meredith this mysterious phone, and says to call him. And Meredith's like, "Who? Who are we calling?" And I was thinking the same thing: Who are we calling, Jack? Yeah, because we get a new a new character gets introduced here. Is he new? Well, he's, he's been he's
0: new. he's been introduced before, though, right? He looks familiar.
1: He looks familiar, but we didn't like we didn't know his name. Yeah, he's um he's the guy. Wasn't he the guy that had the uh, the website? The Black Eyed Kids website?
0: Okay, right. Way back in first few issues.
1: Yeah, yeah, in the first arc.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. So we, uh, we get introduced to him. And we see the whole backstory of how Gus ended up being taken to the hospital by Meredith. Mm-hmm. Uh, as she calls this mysterious man. Uh, so they try to escape, and Ricky uh, knocks Gus down and starts stabbing him.
0: Well, hold on. You're not going to mention his... Uh, mysterious visitor he had while in the hospital, or do you um, get to that? We we can okay. get to that. We can get to that,
1: because right. that pops up kind of towards the end, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah You're right. Yep.
1: Yeah. So uh, Ricky stabbing Gus, Meredith grows some balls, and uh,
0: she did, man, in this issue.
1: Yeah, she she knocks uh, knocks Ricky out. Stabs she's,
0: she shanks him. Yeah, she's get, she's getting confident.
1: Yeah, finally, right? <laughs> she's been kind of a. Uh, a maiden in distress the whole time, right? And now she's finally uh, realizing she needs to do something, or she's gonna get killed—serious business. Um, she—let me tell you, she does a number on Ricky, man. <laughs> yeah, like that panel where he's laying on the ground. I don't know what's happening, but like the ground is all cracked, and there's like I don't know all kinds of junk flying off of him. Um, and I know they haven't explained yet what it is that has taken over these people um but it, it's like this black goo tentacles just pouring out of ricky
0: which panel are you talking about
1: uh what page is this i don't know what page this is i'm looking at a, a digital copy it's right after she knocks him in, uh, over the back of the head with a stick
0: oh right and he's like yeah, hey, little yeah.
1: bitch i'm gonna make take my time and cut you up yep. and bam
0: yeah, it's like if they bleed, it's, it looks black. But I don't know if that's just the way the artist is rendering their blood or if it's really supposed to be some black goo.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to assume black goo. Okay. I like the black goo.
0: The black goo theory.
1: The black goo theory. It's kind of like uh, the, the the alien tentacles from uh, Rough Riders. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, he gets knocked down um so this is most of the issue is a a flashback sequence right right uh we see meredith taking gus to the hospital he's like leave me alone and she's like no i'm gonna save you blah 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 and uh she calls the mysterious person because it's the only number in the phone and it says call me convenient yep and uh he automatically knows where she's at so she goes to uh he he goes to pick her up um Now, you had some issue with this next sequence.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it's not a problem with the story. It's just sort of uh, me nitpicking, like a little bit of a pet peeve. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand. I just can't imagine a scenario where a real person would walk through a mysterious building knowing they're by themselves. Or if they're not by themselves... They're in a situation where they don't want to be discovered and just be constantly talking out loud and like whatever's going through your head, just saying it out loud. So I, it feels like these should have been rendered as like thought bubbles. Like she should be walking around the halls thinking things, not saying things out loud.
1: So I get your point, but the way I understood this is she's going through this hospital um, trying to see like – because she goes to the crime scene. What was it? The second arc, right? Um, yeah. She goes to this crime scene and she's like, "Oh, it's, it's like I'm on the set of Walking or Halloween too. Um, This and that, like she sees the, the the chalk lines on the ground from the dead bodies and all that. Um, and she's narrating everything that she sees, and I, I almost feel like she's she's kind of like a, a skittish person,
0: like and nervous, so, yeah, nervous, nervous chatter.
1: Yep. And so she's talking herself. Into understanding what happened, um, while at the same time trying to comfort herself that she's in this place by herself. You know what I mean?
0: I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a way to, like, rationalize it.
1: <laughs> I'm, it. It makes sense to me. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't care. It doesn't, like, make me like or dislike the story more. It's just when I'm reading it, it just seems weird. Yeah, yeah because i wouldn't there's no way it, i mean i i'd be tipping tiptoeing through there as quietly as i could be mm-hmm. if i if it was me but sure whatever sure as she's going through the
1: hospital she comes upon ricky and of course he he can't go in there until he's invited and she's like well you know what screw this i'm done being tired she's like ricky come on down come and get me yeah <laughs> and, and uh she starts running up the stairs and he's like, "You've got to be the stupidest bitch alive!" Chases after her, and uh, I mean, really, like she's grown quite a bit because, again, she beats the crap out of him. Um,
0: yeah, she does. She,
1: she so she throws. Um, it, 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 do they have something against water? Have we seen that before? I don't remember that. No, she she, she, she throws a bucket of water at him. Right, and he's like, "I'm melting."
0: No. <laughs> he doesn't say I'm melting. <laughs> he should have. He's not the Wicked Witch of the
1: West. <laughs> uh, no, he should have. Yeah, he's like, what the hell? Are you kidding me? How old are you? Right. Um,
0: like like she's just playing a prank on him.
1: Oh, never mind. Now that I reread this, I understand it. So she throws water at him because she ends up shocking him with the, uh, the resuscitation pads, whatever they're called. Yeah, them. right. That's why she throws the water at him. And that knocks yeah. him out. And then she remembers what Gus told her. Um, number one, they don't do well with electricity. Number two, you got to cut the eyeballs out. Yep. So as she gets picked yeah. up, uh, she shows the guy, uh, what was his name, Reese. She shows mm-hmm. Reese that he's got uh she's got Ricky's eyeballs in her hand. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'm gonna be just fine. <laughs> right. So, so that's interesting. Much, much different character than uh, what we saw a few issues ago. Right. And then we get to the kind of kind of sad part of the issue, because you've got yeah. Gus laying in, in the hospital bed, and his daughter shows up, Michelle, who's a black-eyed kid. And if you remember from the previous issue, or it might have been two issues ago, um, the master promises Gus that if he joins them, that he will let his daughter go, and they can be a family again. Right, And so she recaps that whole thing. She's like, I can't believe you chose Meredith over me. Like, you know, the master made you this offer and you just threw it away. We could have been a family again, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, uh, no. He's like, we couldn't have been. He's like, I know it was all a lie. And, of course, he's talking about the promise. Because mm-hmm. he knows that there's no way the master is going to free her and let them be a family again. So
0: and she confirms that
1: and she confirms it she's like you're right he would never have allowed that nor would i have wanted it so she's just full-on uh full-on black-eyed kid your daughter's dead she died a horrible death so that i could be reborn um and i'm assuming spoiler alert that she kills him
0: yeah well yeah i guess They don't say for sure, but it kind of looks that way.
1: Right. They don't say for sure, but she chokes him.
0: She does, yeah. She chokes him.
1: As she's telling him what she's become. Mm -hmm. Um, Michelle's dead, and now so are you. mm -hmm. And she walks off. But I was a little, I wasn't quite sure of that because when she's walking away, she looks back, and it almost looks like her eyes are normal again. And I don't know if it's, just the way that it's drawn maybe well there's a white
0: but something some white, white in, in her drawing. eye yeah and
1: it's like either
0: it's showing her eye or i was wondering is it a tear oh maybe it is a tear you're right but it's hard to tell Yep, you're right it could be a tear because in the in the pan the the image right before it it looks like she's topless mm-hmm <laughs> not that that has anything to do with the story, but I'm just saying the way it's drawn, it's hard to tell what things are sometimes, doesn't it? Doesn't it look like she's completely topless with like bracelets on or something? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Anyways, that's not what this podcast is about.
1: <laughs> that's for the uh, after dark segment, Jack. Right. Okay. Over time. <laughs> oh man. So uh, yeah, interesting issue. Yeah. Uh, like like all the other issues. It just goes by so quick, man. Hold on a second.
0: What is the deal with that? With what? I guess it's just a mistake or something, what I just said. Because I thought that I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to it though. But now in the she has a black shirt on. Why in that picture on the left does she look like she has no shirt on? Yeah, well, you
1: know. She, could have been a coloring error. I don't know. Maybe it's the light. I don't know. Does the light make a black shirt look see-through? I mean, does the light make a
0: blue shirt look gold? Dude, somebody forgot the color in that shirt, or they just did that to for just for kicks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. I see what you're saying. Whatever. I mean, she's definitely wearing a shirt. You can see the line where it cuts off at the wrists.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh we'll blame that on the swag.
0: Yeah. Yep. Shame on you, Rob. Now look at the um preview for 14. Who's that girl? Is that Meredith? I assumed it was Meredith. Yeah. She's got black eyes if it is.
1: Yep. I that should be it. Meredith. Um it could be what was the girl's name, Riley? The the daughter from the Oh, right. The first family.
0: Oh, does she get turned?
1: Um, I, don't, I don't remember seeing her get turned, but, I mean, her brother's a black-eyed kid,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, you know, the covers don't always yeah, uh, represent what's inside. Right. You know?
0: But this is some little girl we haven't – we don't know who it is. Possibly. So it makes me think it's Meredith or somebody.
1: Possibly. I don't want to speculate.
0: Well, let's see. What was on the cover of this one? Oh, I have no idea who that kid is. So never <laughs> mind. This one has some random kid on the front cover also, so
1: Mm hmm. I mean that could be the master. I don't know. It, it's yeah, it is a kinda of random kid. Mm-hmm. It's got long hair. It looks like a woman.
0: Is it a woman? I don't know. It looks don't like know. a dude to me.
1: Anyways, let's uh let's rate black eyed kids up.
0: <sighs> okay. You want me to go, go.
1: first? Course, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a three point five out of five.
0: I'm right there with you.
1: I, I really enjoyed it, and it's the, the the comeback issue. So I was expecting it to be a little bit slower, yeah. And it kind of was, but a lot of stuff did happen uh, to move the story forward. Mm-hmm. I just want to see like when all the threads are gonna combine together, you know? Because we've had yeah. Meredith and Gus separate from the rest of the family. Now we've got Reese coming in it yeah. was separate and came in, you know, whatever, like ten issues ago. Um so I want to see all these threads tying in together. Um and then putting like a, a joined front against the black eyed kids. Mm-hmm. So cool. Three point five out of five all around. Yep. yep. We're in sync Same. so far. Let's do um let's do animosity the rise okay. number two. Yeah. Because uh, I, I think Animosity Eight is really heavy, so I kinda wanna do that last. Okay. So Animosity to the Rise number two is uh Marguerite Bennett uh writing, Wando yeah. on uh pencils and colors, Marshall Dillon on letters, and uh one does cover as well.
0: Yeah. I um, wasn't with you guys on the when you reviewed the first one. Yeah. So I, I read these back to back. So oh, it's did like you? it's like all one story to me. So all
1: right, so tell me how that went then.
0: Which one? The first one?
1: Do it go, like reading them back to back. Because I I didn't read well, the first one. I just went ahead and read this one.
0: Yeah, it's, it, I, I mean, it all read as one story to me. I mean, it's not a whole. I mean, it's a it's 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 like they took the same event and we're just like re- it feels like Fear the Walking Dead, of Walking Dead. It's I was like
1: thinking the same thing. Yeah,
0: it's like the same event. Different characters, different situations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, it, it's interesting, though, the way this one develops compared to the, the main storyline, though. So
1: I, I know that the, the main book has gotten, like, really dark really fast. Um, but it seems like even this issue, which takes place, like, a week after The Wake, right, Mm-hmm. Um, is a lot darker than what we got like in the first couple issues of the main book. Because um, you had that big jump in time from the first issue to the second issue uh, where we didn't see any of the stuff that happens uh, after the wake, right? Like the right. issue opens up the day of the wake or right before the wake. Um, and then by the end of the issue, you skip forward what was like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um and so The Wake is the story that is used to kind of tell the story of that missing year. Um, and to be honest, I, I kind of expected this to be more than an issue because The Wake was supposed to be one issue. And now they they put this one out. I think there's a third one that's announced mm-hmm. um, and there might be more in the future. Um, there just seems like so much story in this world. You know what I mean? And as long as Marguerite wants to write it, like, I'm I'm totally for that. I really think yeah, that's but uh, really
0: interesting. What, what was weird to me is that the this one doesn't feel that much about The Wake either. I feel like they skipped The Wake. I feel like there was more about The Wake in the main title than this one. This seems to be about the guy and the bat that's watching over him. Yep. What's the guy's the main character's name? The guy?
1: Oh, God. I don't, was it Alan or something? Adam. Yeah,
0: he— yeah, whatever. Some generic name. He looks. <laughs> he looks like a regular dude. Um, yeah, yeah, the uh,
1: the the veterinarian.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But he, all the animals are 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 really well organized through the majority of this story, and they're trying to create sort of like a civilization. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sort of oppressive by one perspective. But that doesn't seem to me like the wake. That seems like after the wake, after they have had time to kind of uh, find themselves and and organize. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think it's a good point um, because they are really well organized. But some of the things they reference do happen early on in the wake. Um, yeah. Because like they haven't fig- they haven't done the um, uh, the sterilization process for animals and people yet, but they talk about that here. Um, they're still rationing food uh, because they haven't figured out like how to feed the animals and the people at the same time. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff that is mentioned in the main book right. early on that is just now happening here or hasn't happened yet. Right. Um, so I think that's where it places it early on in the timeline. But you're right; it's not immediately after the wake. Yeah, so it I guess it's only been some time.
0: I guess I was expecting it to be sort of like the remember the first issue or two of Animosity where it was like all those cool panels of the animals mm-hmm. rising and and we were kind of like geeking out a little bit about like that was the cool part of it yep. analyzing you know the the symbolism and whatnot behind that. Yep. I thought it was going to be more that that sort of stuff.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so.
0: Yeah, like I said, it still happens pretty
1: early on. Uh, yeah. So there's a whole lot that they could do. Um, and because it's closer to the events of the wake, I mean, it seems like with with Adam, they could uh, do a little more flashback story um, mm-hmm. to get some of that information. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff that gets mentioned here that we hadn't heard before. Um, like, all the dolphins are, like, guarding the coast, and they don't let anyone leave.
0: Yeah, and, and they're and,
1: and they're destroying all the uh all the navy ships and all that stuff. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty vicious. Yeah, they're like super vicious. Um which I've, I everything that I know about dolphins.
0: Yeah, you like, expect never the opposite, expect right? Expect
1: that, yeah. You know like they always help uh they've helped people that get attacked by sharks and, you know, yeah. uh, whales do the same thing like if uh if an, a killer whale or a killer sh- or a great shark like attacks an animal They'll try to help them. Uh, so I assume that they would want to help, um, but they're keeping everybody on land. Um, yeah. And you know what? Now that I think about it, that might be their way of helping, to be honest. Um, because the world after the wake is so messed up that maybe they don't want that spreading to the sea. Yeah. Because surely like fish and stuff are sentient as well by this point right i mean if the dolphins are i would assume that everything else in
0: the sea is yeah well we've seen other animals yeah, yeah. Sea, sea creatures yep and yeah, the, uh they're now you're referencing issue one i think but somebody rescued the people from the um from the, the dolphins i don't remember which animal it was
1: Mm-hmm. you know what i'm
0: talking about i have Vague memories of that, yeah. It
1: anyway, have... doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Um, you do get quite a bit about how this new society is getting structured. Um, and it's very different than, than what we're seeing in the main title, too. Um, yeah. Because even though the animals are in charge there, it seems a little more open uh, in terms of you know, letting different animals and people coexist, mm-hmm. whereas in this building that they're hauled up in, um, Wintermute, which I, I believe is a wolf, right? The a fox here. or a wolf? Yeah, I couldn't tell. It was either a fox or a wolf yeah. of some kind. It looked a little large to be a fox, but it, maybe mm-hmm. it is. Um, Wintermute's the leader, and she? She? Yes. Okay. Good. Um, she set up the society that's a little more socialist than what we're seeing
0: elsewhere. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird because, well, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Well, I mean, you haven't, you haven't, we haven't talked through the issue, but the world she sets up to me when I'm reading it, it sounds like this sounds better than what's going on in the rest of the world that's the, that's what i was thinking but a lot of the animals seem to view it as a little bit oppressive
1: yeah a lot of the animals don't like it and i i couldn't understand that um again we we don't know much about how the society's set up or much about winter mute but i mean i like what i hear yeah um and yet you know there are animals that don't like it and even we find later on in the uh in the book that the bat is kind of working with a resistance right? Uh, to go against Wintermute. And she, the bat wants to enlist Adam's help. Um, but I mean, like, everybody's kind of kept in check. And maybe it is a little militaristic in some way. Because um, every, every human that lives in this place has a job, right? And they're all assigned an animal protector. Uh, mm-hmm. So they can't go anywhere without their animal protector. Um, but the animals maybe feel like they're caged as well. Because they, they're not allowed to leave this building. Right. Right? Unless they're going to go forage for food or whatever. Um, but I think the reason they're in this place is there's already stores of supplies, uh, medical and food, uh, where they can stay here for quite a while. Um, so, like, really, they can't leave. And maybe that's why they feel like this is not the best place for them
0: although adam seems to not mind it i can't get a read on adam he seems like he's just like hey i'm gonna do go with whatever you know he he doesn't seem to have an opinion yet he's just going with with whatever the the animal is that's sort of putting their thumb on him at the moment mm-hmm. yeah I but i that. i think the weird thing to me is like winter mute I always want to compare this to Walking Dead. This feels like The Walking Dead, but with animals instead of zombies. But Wintermute hasn't been portrayed as like the governor in The Walking Dead, or like Negan, Mm -hmm. where there's clearly something off, or they're doing bad stuff, or they're trying to profit, you know, live large while everybody else is starving or whatever. Mm -hmm. She's been portrayed as she's really trying to balance rations and make sure everybody gets enough food and and really take a bad situation and turn it into something that's least equal mm-hmm. which makes it con- a little bit confusing for me yeah, yeah because yeah. i don't that makes me not understand why these people are so so dead set on like rebelling against winter and and she doesn't even seem that oppressive to be honest
1: right no she doesn't she seems like pretty straightforward
0: right um, maybe that oh, yeah. maybe that changes in the next issue
1: um yeah, I guess it's uh. possible, I guess that's possible I mean is the next issue gonna continue from this point of the story
0: yeah i don't know hmm. i don't know
1: i don't know I kind of like winter mute um there's some, I do too. <laughs> uh, there's some, there's some interesting uh callbacks to other things though um so like at the beginning of the book, Adam is. He's just like I, I just i want to read my book. can you get me my book?" Yeah, and the bat's like uh it's not your book, it's everybody's book, uh so I'll see if uh you know we can get it out of the communal goods um but the book he wants to he wants is the giver, and I don't know if you've read that or have you seen the movie? I don't think so, so it's uh it's set in the future and It's this oppressive society where nobody has uh, memories or emotions. Hmm. Like they take medication Uh, to stop all that. Right. Is this a movie about this? Yeah, there is a movie. Okay. And and so nobody has memories except one person, okay, the giver. And the giver stores the entire society's memories. Um,. And everybody's assigned a job when they reach a certain age. Um, And that one kid is assigned to be the next giver. uh, But until he gets all the information, he's... I think they call him, like, the receiver or something. It might be some different name. Um, So he has to train with the giver to gain all these memories. Uh, And so you find out, like, the whole background of how people got to this place... Um, and why they uh, don't have memories of anything prior, uh, why they don't have emotions. Like, there's a whole backstory to it. Uh, and it's really interesting. And I found it interesting that that would be the book that he wants to read in this place. Uh, right. And I mean, judging by the stuff that we're seeing in the main book. I'm sure it's not like Marguerite's like, oh, yeah, The Giver's a great book. Let me just throw that in here. Like, there's, yeah. there's going to be some symbolism, right? Sure. So, yeah, anyway, I thought it's... that was interesting.
0: Yeah, it's just weird because they had there has been no clue of winner mute doing anything mischievous like that or, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like anybody's there that oppressively.
1: No, you're right. I mean, other so, than the fact that they can't leave, right?
0: Yeah, maybe there's something we don't know.
1: Yeah, there's got to be a little bit more. Um, are, are They're hauled up in a... It's got to be a mall, right? Is it? I don't know.
0: This is the Lewis building.
1: Because there's, there's like a grocery store in here. Or maybe it's just stuff yeah. that they collected during the harvest.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. They don't... There's not a good... Page where it shows exactly like from the exterior or anything, mm-hmm. and my I, I was I was picturing it as sort of like a uh, a, a, a a city, a, like where there's high rises and connected buildings and but because in some of the screen and some of the um, frames you do see like them sta- sitting in front of a window and a lot of high rises in the distance. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I just you know. Imagined like connected buildings with overground, like over street tunnels and stuff, or whatever. Sure. But who knows? Sure, sure, sure.
1: Um, yeah, now, now that I'm looking over it again, there is that one scene where Winter. Um, oh, God. What was it? Winter. Mute. Mute. Winter Mute uh, finds that marsupial stealing food. You know what I'm talking about? The little, the little critter like, looking, yeah. yeah, the little ferret thing, and she's like, "We're under martial law, not marsupial law." Um, yeah, she's like, "I hate doing this, but blah, blah blah blah." Like, people that or anyone that steals food uh, has to be taken care of. Um, so nobody has an incentive to eat you. So pretty much <laughs> like that marsupial's done, right? Because she's got. Yeah, she uh, does
0: stealing will be punished by death. Yeah
1: looks like there may be a panther, and I don't know what these other animals are. Mm-hmm. Maybe a coyote or something. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I guess that's your one villainous action by Wintermute. Sure. This.
1: Sure. What about the uh, the sterilization and all that? Are you cool with that?
0: Wow, it makes sense. <laughs> in their predicament. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I don't know. It's desperate times, right? Yeah, de- yeah, you're right. desperate measures. You are right. It's – it's. I mean it's a very normal – I mean it's a typical situation like in the 100 for example. When somebody commits a crime, they're in such a shortage of supplies that the, the most – and they can't like – they can't bury bodies. So what do they do? They like just kick people off the ship and that kills them. Right. And it seems like inhumane from our perspective because we live on this lush planet with lots of space and – you know these huge corporate penitentiary buildings we can throw people in, but in their situation, there's some practical logic behind those those measures, mm-hmm. right? So it's sort of like until you're in that situation and may have to make that decision, mm-hmm. it's just it's not going to make you know as much sense in your perspective in any other perspective. Right, right, right. So. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. So that's why this—it's—it's it's hard for me to get a read on on winter, winter Mute.
1: Well, it's—it's it's hard to get a read on on a lot of these characters, and, and that's what I really enjoyed about the issue, because uh, even the Bat, like you know, the whole time the Bat's dealing with Adam, the Bat seems kind of like a dick, you know? Yeah. Um, and then we find out that it's kind of all a ruse because
0: yeah, like profiling disables- or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he disables
1: the cameras and and microphones because all the rooms are bugged. Um, he's like you know that's all an act for winter mute like if you want to help us I'll uh, you know I'll give you some information he's like I'm gonna turn the cameras back on don't act weird but you know just follow my lead Um, and that's when Adam gets that letter uh, from I guess the quote-unquote resistance Um, and I try to read it it wasn't like anything super interesting I guess Mm -hmm. um but it was like it says you know we've been watching you it, it reminded me of the matrix you know when neil like goes to look for morpheus
0: <laughs> yeah
1: it, it was like that kind of note
0: yeah um we've referenced so we'll like see. four different tv shows or movies no in, this, in this one issue
1: no kidding <laughs> so uh yeah really really interesting i'm gonna let you uh go first on this one what's your rating
0: I guess a three. I don't want to give it higher than. I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm I'm confused, and I'm also a little bit conf- If it's not going to be a long running, I'm I'm curious how they can make a lot of sense out of these two issues and like one or two more issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't want to give it more than Black Eyed Kids, so I'll do a three. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of it's sort of okay
1: for me. Uh, I'm gonna go a little bit higher. Um, I really enjoyed it. I I didn't enjoy it as much as the main title and we'll get to that in a second, so I'm I'm gonna go with a three and a half on this one too. Three point five out of five. Cool. I guess uh animosity number eight. Woof. Mm. Heavy. <laughs> yeah. Um I was really taken aback when I read this issue, because it started off like most other animosity books have been the last couple of issues mm-hmm. you've got the, the the entire animal crew and uh, Jesse and uh, Sandor and all that um, you have their interaction and then you have all these other animals but then when we get to what was it like an Ar- 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 Arvark?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um, looks like it that's when things get really deep <laughs> like I would say 75% of this issue is a talk about uh the the p- purpose of life on the planet <laughs> right. and how that relates to god in
0: the universe yeah does that kind of sum it up i think so and it makes me wonder if Marguerite's trying to she's got some like hidden message behind this <laughs> maybe not like a religious message like she's not trying to secretly uh subliminally like make a scientologist or something Mm -hmm. but the other one seemed like it like the rise had a little bit of a political message i don't know It, it seems like there's maybe something ideological that's that's maybe influencing these
1: so normally i would say yes you're right however i think uh i don't think this is hidden in this book i think it's pretty blatant Okay. Um, uh, good, that, good point. That, that there's a, a message that she's trying to get out. <laughs> yeah. Um, there. I mean, there's no if ands or buts about it. You know. And yes, right. the arvarc is used as kind of like the 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 method of revealing that message. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily a bad message, even though it does kind of seem bleak. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get <laughs> a lot of different takes on the soul and like how different religions view the soul and these animals are trying to determine if they have a soul or not uh based on these different beliefs um and while it seems a little deep and far-fetched at mm-hmm. the same time like if i was an animal and all of a sudden i could talk and have all these weird like conscious thoughts and you know like Morality that I have to think about like this is a shitty world, right <laughs> yeah, so you have to make some very different choices in order to survive here, um, and it, you know like that 's one reason why I love a lot, not all, but a lot of zombie movies and TV shows um, they do a good job at just that kind of thing, right playing with morality, um, and I always say like really good zombie movies and tv shows aren't about zombies they're about the relationship between people mm-hmm. and how those relationships change when you're faced with i guess the end of the world technically
0: right um when the like uh, safeguards and structures in society have been like taken away right then like then how do you really respond
1: right how do you act right because we've yeah. we've got laws and we've got you know moral values and things like that but mm-hmm. like that's all projected on us by society. Right. Yeah. What happens if that breaks down and Mm -hmm. there's nobody to enforce those laws and moral values? Like, are are you still that person Mm -hmm. or do you go on and do your own thing? Right. Um, and you know, God, man, I was like, what, what did I just read? (laughs) You know what I mean? And like, not in a bad way, but like there's certain things that I expect to be done in a comic book. Right. And, while I expect some books to do what Marguerite did in this issue. I didn't expect it from this book from this one this early on, yeah, right, but at the same time, it makes total sense like yeah the, these animals are going to have these conversations because now they're thinking on a much higher level sure um, so I didn't mind it as much, but I know some people are going to absolutely hate this book because of all the religious to- uh talk, yeah, um, all the philosophical. Uh, conversations that the animals have and i think that's fine i mean and to be honest i think people so that maybe don't like that kind of stuff are probably not reading this book anyway
0: yeah so one thing that's a little bit weird to me and it's sort of been this way since i first started reading this just trying to really make sense out of this with in the context of animals but if they just gain consciousness now and, and could start thinking about these things, wouldn't their thinking be more primitive? It's not like uh, humans evolved and then immediately we were talking about the things they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Religion even was really primitive thousands of years ago and it evolves throughout time. But these animals are talking about sort of modern stuff. So it's like, where did that come from? Is there a level of. Uh, did they you know did they gain this from their from the humans around them somehow when they were not conscious
1: well it seems like the wake kind of put everyone on the same intellectual level you know what i mean um and by that yeah. i mean like capable of the same type of thought because i mean with people now there's some pretty dumb ignorant people right and there's some really smart brilliant educated people Mm -hmm. uh you have the whole gamut but regardless of where you are intellectually like all those people have the same possibility of the same kind of thought and i feel like maybe the animals are kind of the same way right because we've seen some pretty dumb animals right like the pandas just go and shoot themselves Uh, Mm -hmm. and now you've got this aardvark who's like you know having a really deep philosophical conversation Uh, with some really (laughs) existential topics uh, that some of the other animals maybe haven't seen. And then when he brings them up, they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, like the soul
0: and this and that religion and that. Um, But when did the Arvark get so educated on this is what I mean. It's like our understanding of this stuff is stuff we learn from our parents and our peers, which they learn from their parents and their peers. And it's been a long process. So I'm like, how did this Arvark just wake up and all of a sudden wow i got this vast amount of uh you know philosophical understanding
1: well i mean i don't think you need to like study to have philosophical understanding right if you're if you're really adept at looking at the world around you that's generally enough for you yeah. to come up with some kind of philosophy
0: yeah you know well, what I mean? have you read uh jason aaron uh the goddamned i have that's so we're talking about two different comics now so I guess it's not a good point anymore but but that's what I think of of primitive like those they're they're just like it, it's they're clearly not on the same intellectual level that like we are today the way he writes that book right. and that's that's one of the things I liked about this um, whereas these it's just it's kind of it's like okay we're I don't know my issue with this book has always been it's it's just a little bit too too. Too random. It's just let's take some animals and throw them, and just all of a sudden make them humans. And I have a hard time understanding how we got there, and and reading the pages and seeing the things they're doing and buying into it. Which I know it sounds ridiculous because we're talking about a fictional comic book. Yeah, I was but, gonna
1: say like I mean, of all the stuff that we read, what what makes one thing more plausible than another? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, because like the goddamned I read it, and in my head I'm like, okay, you know what? This makes sense to me because at that time, you know, the stories we hear are sound very modern, but the reality is, uh, you know, five thousand years ago, these people would have been barbaric and ignorant and just stupid the way they're portrayed in that book. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyways, I'm yeah, on a I want to tangent. You know,
1: I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, like there, there's a whole different understanding of how the world works today um and it just seemed like i mean the animals picked a lot of that stuff from whoever they were with right uh so we meet this goat in this issue um who like speaks with kind of like a mexican accent uh, Mm -hmm. because she was raised by mexican immigrants like on a farm um and so the goat's reality is very different than this aardvark (laughs) right Um, or you know even the cat like the cat was a good example because the cat is talking about how i think she was involved in some experiments yeah um but even through all that like she never blamed her her humans for (laughs) her situation you know what i mean um and so different animals are reacting differently based on whatever uh situation they came from and it's the same thing with with the people you know like we don't know a whole lot about adam uh that we Mm -hmm. talked about on the rise but Like, he kind of seems very aloof. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, And so there's got to be some trauma there that makes him act that way. Yeah. Um, Just like that. I mean, that's the way that the animals are acting. And I I get your point, but it, it seems like that is ultimately the point of this book is that, and I think I said it with the first issue, I compared it to like Animal Farm and things like that, where the animals are really just, you know, stereotypes for actual people. Um, it just makes telling this this kind of story a hard hitting story like this uh, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit easier for for readers to stomach because they're not people they're animals.
0: Yeah. Right. And, and in the art I- and and the artwork's defense, he or she does. it it does talk about like the research she's done reading the Quran at one point and then not finding answers and going to speak with somebody else Mm -hmm. who was an expert in whatever.
1: Yep. Well, and people do that. I mean, I I kind of went through that in my late teens, early twenties. So yeah, I mean, I totally get that. Um, yeah, just if this issue was really, really interesting, it just, it was like a left hook for me, man. I was like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah very uh very interesting uh let's see what 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 else did i miss in here That that thing with the goat was freaking heart-wrenching too
0: man. uh oh at the towards the end
1: yeah yeah when you get the the story of the goat and her family and how um they went looking for food and shelter and there were radio signals being blasted about an artificial food source that had been created by like a bunch of hipsters. Mm -hmm. And so they all went to this town, uh, to get the artificial food. And it was a trap by people. Like they were trapping animals, uh, and telling them there was this food supplement just so they can go here. And they would just butcher them for food. Yeah. Like that, that was pretty (laughs)
0: hardcore too.
1: Right. That was pretty hardcore.
0: Um, And Jesse's sort of summary at the end was pretty interesting.
1: You mean the the story about death?
0: About where she says, even if there is no heaven, even if there is no soul, when we die, everything we were crumbles away and it goes into everything that's still there. Mm -hmm. Where the wind blows, your brother is there. Talking about how energy is sort of recycled.
1: Yep. Yep god this book's so deep yeah who'd have thunk it who'd have thunk it um yeah really cool and i guess maybe her and sandor are gonna have a talk about death i would assume uh because she reveals to him that she knows that he's dying um you know that she overheard her mom taking to the vet and all that before the wake right and, um and that's kind of where where that whole spiel comes from Whew. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. What a good issue. What a good issue. Um I I'll I'll go ahead and rate this one. I'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five. Um and it only missed that half because I was so taken aback by what happened. Yeah. Um if this happens again maybe I won't be and I could rate it a little bit higher, but uh Yeah. yeah it was freaking awesome. I loved it.
0: I'll say a four. Yeah. I'll give it a four, which is good for me because, you know, I haven't been the most – I haven't been super big on this title. Sure. So giving it a four is pretty high grade for me. But, yeah, it is super interesting, and I think it's going to be a one-shot sort of thing. There's no way they – I mean, other issues will be about this. But but hopefully it ties into maybe what's going on with Sandor or whatever. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. And what's Jesse's life going to be like post Sandor?
1: Post Sandor, yeah. And I'm curious if, if once Sandor dies, if we're going to have another flash forward. Yeah. Right. I think that'll be interesting. I just I don't want too much flash forward. Because mm-hmm. um, I I'm really invested in in this world. I'm very interested in it, and uh, I want to know more about it. You know, and, and right. doing a lot of fast forward. Like the wake is fine. Uh, in filling in some of that stuff, but it doesn't fill in <clears throat> her story. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's a completely different part of the world. So we'll see. All right, believe it or not, I'm an excellent multitasker. Oh no way! And I read World Reader number five as we were chatting the whole time. There's no.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't believe it.
0: I did. Because you were talking most of the time. I was.
1: <laughs> That's how good a multitasker I am.
0: Well, then, if 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 you want to prove it, why don't you summarize the book?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll summarize the
0: book. Um, it's, it's really it's really like you could. This is not a, a very complex story. I mean, at least this one issue. So
1: sure. Um, I d- I don't remember the main character's name. What's her
0: name? Oh, I I don't remember names. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember your name. <laughs> I don't remember anybody's name. I don't remember I don't faces. They, I don't think they even say it in this issue.
1: But anyway, so the, the main character that we've been following the whole time, the girl that can talk to the uh, space ghosts mm-hmm. and uh, her psychic slash love interest um, yeah. get out of the, uh, the planet from the previous issue, and they're going to go find the next planet. And it turns out that there is uh, a ship orbiting this new planet. Um, so they decide to land in, uh, in this new planet. And there's explosions everywhere, and as it turns out, uh, the entire mission has been a bunch of B.S because people don't want to find out why these worlds are dying. they're the ones that are killing all these worlds to make them habitable for humanity. Yeah. And so a bunch of soldiers uh, start going after them, and uh, they find some aliens that are still alive, and she has to protect them. There's a whole lot of shooting. Whole lot of people in Aliens dying. The end. <laughs> How's that?
0: That's You're a master that. podcast. You've been doing this way too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that if, pretty- if you could have just multitasked all that. It's kind of cool. The, there's one scene where she gets in contact with the aliens and they hold up a piece of shrapnel or whatever from the explosion that's killing them, and it has the yeah, it's em- got the American, uh, flag American flag on it, which they know is they know who it is, and sure. yeah. So it's sort of a Dosido, is that the right word? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. A little M Night Shyamalan twist.
1: It is a little M Night Shyamalan twist, which I liked. um Yeah, and you know, as I'm reading this, we're talking about animosity that got so grim so quickly. And, uh, you know, like, not to say that this book has been lighthearted, because it does deal with, you know, aliens going extinct all over the universe. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, <laughs> the way that it's handled in this issue is uh, really interesting. Because, like, even she compares it directly to, uh, like, when Christopher Columbus came to America and wiped out all the Native right. Americans, right, to to take over the land and the resources. Sure. Um, and that's, I mean, that's really kind of what's happening here.
0: Well, yeah. Her there's one scene where she's questioning why are we doing this, and they tell her it's like, can you ever, can you imagine, it, or can you reference a point in history when that it's ever happened and been, and people like lived together happily ever after, and it never works out that way. One ends up destroying the other mm-hmm. and taking over.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's interesting though is at the end she comes upon the the mysterious. Yeah. What, what we assume has been Was all the aliens the whole time right um and she's like what do you want And he's like come and see I'm like yeah what is she gonna see who is this guy um somehow i feel like the the i think the next issue is the last one right six issues is it um i feel like the the next issue is gonna pull uh pull another 180 think so yeah yeah huh. i i have a feeling there's gonna be some uh some deep stuff happening in that last issue
0: yeah this 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 twist was sort of like it was sort of one of those where you read it and you're like i should have figured this out like many issues ago you know what i mean but but could you though i mean there's been no indication that that's what was happening It totally makes sense though once it happens
1: sure i mean that explains why nobody wanted her at nasa right right because she's there to get information and they don't give a shit about getting information they want to colonize these worlds
0: and it totally correlates with like you know american history and <laughs> really world history world
1: history yeah 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 it didn't make it very personal because the american flag did come up a couple of times in here yeah um which you know you were talking about Marguerite making political comments and animosity. I mean, like it, this one's pretty blatant as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and again, also like uh, like we were talking about Wintermute. It's sort of like okay, if you're if you were in the position of if uh, of hu- of humans from Earth, and it was like, hey, either we do this or we all die. Would mm-hmm. you do it? Mm-hmm. Like maybe you would it sounds like when you read this book she's clearly the good guy but if that was really the situation you were in maybe you would do the same sure right
1: um but you know it does touch upon some similar subjects as animosity Mm -hmm. you know because she does want both peoples to coexist right um and obviously the aliens don't want to get destroyed but you know there, there is a way that humans can live in these worlds um, and coexist peacefully with the people that were already there. Uh, the problem is we're not very good at that. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, they don't really give you any inclination that they even tried to understand these alien races before they did this. They're just making an assumption that, okay, it's not going to work, so let's kill them and take their world.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, somebody must want to know because she's on this mission for that reason.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah, that's why she's there. Apparently.
1: Yep. Um. Yeah. Re- really interesting, man.
0: Now, does the, her? Uh, uh, what I guess her supervisor or whoever it was that didn't like her. Mm-hmm. Now it brings into question. They they gave you the they made you think they didn't like her because they thought she was just kind of crazy and they didn't believe in her gift. Or power, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But maybe the reason they didn't like her is because she could, had the ability to uh, see through their mission. Yes. You're right. It's very possible. And maybe I don't get sorted out in issue six. Mm-hmm.
1: Boy, oh boy. Let me tell you, if, uh, if you feel like some of the Aftershock books... Uh, maybe lack some depth you obviously haven't been reading lately cuz uh yeah man oh man and not not just these books that have been coming out already um uh, but even like all the new stuff there's so many so many layers to all those stories man good yeah. time to be uh to be reading after shock for sure
0: yeah this is one that i mean if if we would have if this would have came out 5 months 5 or 6 months ago when we were talking about titles mm mm-hmm. I think it would have been higher up on my list, but it's like there's so much good stuff out now that it's it it suffers a little bit, you know. Yep, yep. No, I hear you. It does make it tough. But it's still a good, really good story.
1: So rate this one
0: up. Uh, I guess I'll do a 3.5. Also, I want to give it higher, but with the other stuff that I know is out there that I, I really love, I can't do a four. So I'm going to say 3.5 It's a good story It's not like mine I think I've, I've I've said this the last time we talked about it But it's sort of It's not mind blowing It's sort of like I, like what I said before I read it and then I'm like oh, I should figure that out It makes a whole sort of obvious now But mm-hmm. um, but yeah 3.5 little Slightly above average I feel like,
1: like I'm almost cheating the book Giving it a rating since I read it As I'm talking about other things Mm-hmm. Um but yeah i think I think a three and a half is feral so i'm gonna 'm gonna go with you on that uh it's it 's well done, good execution, and uh i I did enjoy the little twist there, so yeah, thumbs up, man, some good stuff this week yeah, oh, we I feel like I need to go read the giver now.
0: did you and Ronnie talk about Fujitsu?
1: We have not talked about Fujitsu.
0: What is that
1: uh that 's the new book. Uh, that's coming out um, I haven't like read the solicit on it um, but it looks interesting, odd it's like uh, an odd couple with superpowers
0: it says the world's smartest boy and has been for the last hundred years, wait what Fu is an aging unaging genius and has adventurous uh, adventures around the globe and around the galaxy Mm-hmm. sounds interesting Yeah, sounds weird. Oh, Fu exiles himself to Antarctica to try to forget the painful breakup with his ex-girlfriend. Meanwhile, Wadlow returns from the future and sends James Dean, his ultimate assassin, to kill Fu at the South Pole. What (laughs) the the crap? (laughs) The first paragraph sounded more interesting. This one sounds crazy.
1: Sounds awesome already. When's that coming out? August, right? July or August?
0: Uh... Number uh, one in, sh- yeah, in Shop September.
1: Fujitsu comes out of September and Dark Ark comes out of September. Yeah. Man, the cover to that looks freaking looks
0: amazing. Looks creepy. It looks like some uh, ominous press stuff.
1: The Fujitsu or the Dark Art one? Dark Ark. Really?
0: No, you don't think so?
1: The the A cover?
0: It looks like Ominous like a step up for Ominous Press.
1: I like Ominous Press.
0: Do you?
1: Oh yeah. You must be All looking right. at the B cover.
0: I'm looking at the main one on the website with the devil creature in the red sky. Dude, it's a boat. Huh? It's a boat. Oh, okay.
1: It's it's Noah's Ark.
0: Oh, right, right, right. I remember this one. We talked about with, this. With temp- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, this gotcha. cover is
1: freaking awesome. Gotcha. It looks
0: like a like a, a demon with horns and a big like Cape or something around them.
1: Yep. I got by it. that you mean awesome, then yes. <laughs> uh and then Phil Phil Hester's doing the uh the B cover, which looks cool as well.
0: Yeah. And this is cullen Bunn, right? So I'm yep. I'm looking forward to this.
1: Yep, Cullen Bunn with art by Wando.
0: Um
1: and then Fujitsu is uh Jay Nits and Wes sinclair Yeah. It's going to be
0: a fun-ass book, man. And so what's the dis- issue with Jimmy's Bastards? Is it coming out again or not? You know, that's a good question. Uh, it, looks like, it looks it says July, so I guess it is.
1: July, but there's not one solicited for September.
0: August. It's a August? three. Yeah, there's one in August.
1: Yeah, but there's not one solicited for September is what I'm saying. Right.
0: So is it a three- three-shot? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. man, I'm That's, looking at these okay.
1: covers. The, dude, I gotta tell you. You know what? Let, let, let's let give him a round of applause. These covers are freaking awesome, man. I'm looking at the August solicits right now.
0: That Ultras cover is freaking sweet. That's other one has been on hiatus. We need to get back to...
1: Yeah, yeah, the first arc finished, and then six oh, is there's. when it comes
0: back. Oh, I see it. Yeah.
1: Yep. God, a lot of good stuff. All right, I think that's it. We need to wrap it up. Mm Mm-hmm. What uh, do we know? What comes out next week?
0: Did you did you do some homework? No, I don't do homework. Oh God. Let's see what's on sale. What is this? July? What month is it? We're in July. (laughs) I got it. So this
1: week. Is Jimmy's Bastards number two, mm. Pestilence number three, Insects Meh. number
0: twelve.
1: Meh. <laughs> you know, at some point we need to talk about insects. Yeah. Because we have yet to discuss one issue of this book.
0: Do we have to?
1: You know what? <laughs> I'll I'll get uh, Jay or Dennis to come on and talk
0: insects. With oh, them. yeah. They love it, right?
1: I don't know about love it, but they do like it. So, yeah, big, big, uh, big week again next week. Yeah. Will we get Jack and Ronnie to discuss insects on this podcast? Will all three of us show up on the next episode?
0: It's in our contract. We can't be on the same week.
1: <laughs> find out next week. We're an old new Aftershock Central. Um, what do I got? I got nothing. We're on the Twitter machine. Go find us at Jack Sutherland, at roundabout316, at Geekvine at Pod. Um, What's the email address? Aftershock.
0: Gosh, I didn't even know we had an email address. There's
1: an email. I don't know. Ronnie made one. You know what? Just email nerdlegion at gmail.com. That's easier. Yep. Um, That's it. We're done. See you next week. Ciao.
0: Yeah.